So it, it feels like fall camp just started, but Saturday marks the end. So Thursday's practice had a noticeably serious vibe, both during and after practice. And after Sunday scrimmage, is the defense ready for a game if they were to play on Saturday? The players and coaches offer their thoughts. That's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Holkin, and thanks for making Locked On USC your first listen. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast, we're free. And I really do appreciate you coming along for the ride and making the show what it is. Subscribers are growing. Why don't you join the list? Hit that subscriber button. You see it. Give me some feedback. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Get some questions. Throw them out there. I'll answer them. All right. So Lincoln Riley is usually the last coach to enter the practice field um, on Thursday, he was 15 minutes early, which indicated to me that there's, he was ready to work and there's still a lot of work left to be done before, uh, before these guys kick off against rice and 15 days. Uh, this show is being shown on Friday morning, listening to it Friday. We're 15 days away from USC playing rice. Two weeks. Um, so with those two weeks that have gone by, uh, Saturday is going to mark the end of fall camp. And then the team transitions right into zero week and basically start getting into their game week preparation. Um, you know, living, meals, all that kind of good stuff. They, they start regimenting their routine around that. Uh, so they, this is where things, I guess get more serious. <laughs> um, and following Thursday, uh, these are the day on Thursday after practices when we get to talk to the staff and defensive players. Um, they probably wish that they had at least another two more weeks. Uh, I had a chance to speak with Coach Sean Nua, who was the defensive line coach, Coach Brian Odom, the linebackers, as well as defensive coordinator, uh, Alex Grinch um, after practice Thursday and across the board. The the general uh, sentiment was there's still a lot of work to be done. And a lot of that has to do with uh, the injury report that I'm about to go over again or what we will always refer to as Rehab Island. Uh, so let's see, today's Rehab Island, we had Kyle Ford. Romello height, um, but he no longer has the yellow jersey. So he was able to do um, participate with the team during certain drills, anything that had any type of contact involved. Um, he was still being held out. Uh, so he, and the other reason was he wasn't wearing shells. The team came out in shells on Thursday following a day in full pads. Uh, Damani Jackson and Bryson Shaw, they are off of the island but they are also limited with uh, team drills. Chris Thompson, junior linebacker, Michael Jackson, the third wide receiver, Solomon Tulial Pupu. Um, 
they are still there. Josh Follow, tight end, uh, linebacker transfer from Utah, Carson Tabarici. We don't mention his name often, but uh, he has been on Rehab Island since he's arrived. Uh, and then Corey Foreman, look, he wants off the island as I, I during practice today, I got a chance to watch him. I won't say he was pleading, but he was having a pretty good conversation with one of the trainers. Um, but, you know, they're not ready to let him go yet. Uh, I can see, or I can let you know that it doesn't look, look to be like his leg has anything to do with it. Um, you know, he did have a, uh, a, it was made public. He had a dislocated knee um, earlier, the end of spring, early summer. Um, so he's not, he doesn't have any type of brace or, you know, support apparatus out there with him. Um, so it looks like he's getting close. Um, and trust me, <laughs> the coaches want uh, both him and Romello available. And uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later in the show. Um, who else was out there? Jude Wolf was not there today. He, I believe, had his medical procedure done on his foot. If not today, yesterday. So he's uh, he's going to be away, uh, at least for, I would imagine, for a couple days. Um, but he'll be back out there on a scooter. Let's see what else. The uh, maybe the staff. Yeah, they recognize that. I'm going to say this. Um, I think they recognized. I'm just looking at my notes here, so forgive me. Um, early on in practice, that uh, maybe something was off. Because the uh, the media is usually allowed to say 25 minutes uh, to gather as much information as we can. But we were cut short today. And we were escorted out, I would say, maybe a good seven or eight minutes early. Doesn't seem significant. But when you only get 25 minutes and now all of a sudden you only got 17 or 18 minutes, it makes a difference. Um, because, you again, I'm trying to give you as much... USC news and info, news notes and information like can in 30 minutes or less here on Locked on USC. And I'm struggling to get 30 minutes worth of observation time at practice. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is definitely a, a new adjustment for, for the press and the media locally here with Lincoln Riley. Um, we know that he likes to uh, keep things close to the vest. Nevertheless, this isn't Norman, Oklahoma. This is Los Angeles. And you need to be able to use the press to your advantage and not keep them at a arm's distance as much as you have it. Who knows? Maybe he just needs to get comfortable. Again, not complaining, just pointing out that it's a uh, bigger fishbowl out here. Got to make yourself uh, more available. The team more available, at least, in my opinion. Um, when the, when we did come back, uh, you know, the press, the media, we come back after practice, uh, to interview the players and coaches, um, Wednesdays, we get offense Thursday, excuse me, Tuesdays, we get offense Thursdays, we get defense. And, uh, when we came back, uh, what we got to see was the defense running a bunch of extra gassers, um, and Sean, Coach Sean Nua, the defensive line coach, I'm sure most or many of you have seen the movie Full Metal Jacket. If you haven't, check it out. It's a iconic movie. Um, well, there's a there's a character 
uh, in that movie, um, Gunny Sergeant Hartman, and this was Sean Newell today. He was playing the role of ass kicker. Um, he was vocal, he was cussing, he was motivating, he was doing it all. And he was not in a good mood today. That's all I can say. Um, we, I had a chance to speak with him. Uh, we'll go over, go over Sean's comments a little bit later. But he was very short. Um, he he recognizes that the season is coming up really soon. And he uh, He likes what he has. We'll come back to that in a little bit. But, dot, dot, dot. He likes what he has. However, dot, dot, dot. Um, after practice, I had a chance to speak with, uh, starting safety, Kalen Bullock. And I asked him about those gassers that we were watching. And because, you know, the coaches like to refer to it as this is just work. It's not extra work. Kalen said that, um, you know, they always run a couple of gassers like they do after every practice. And that's true. I agree with them. Uh, but on Thursday, those couple turned into a few more. <laughs> Um, uh, and actually there were a lot more. If anything, the defense is going to have a lot of stamina and hopefully um, they're not going to feel fatigued uh, as the season goes on. They are going to be in shape because they do a lot of running. Um, but one thing that Kalen did want to point out, because I asked him about, you know, what does it mean to you when you see the coaches running those, those gassers with you? He says, you know, um, it means a lot. Uh, they're on our side. They're working with us. They're teaching us, and they're going to get tired with us. And he had a big smile on his face too when he made that last uh, that last comment. Um, like I mentioned, I'm going to talk about Coach Newell coming up here when we break uh, when we break down the defensive line group. Uh, late last week, head coach Lincoln Riley said that the U.S. defense had the uh, the dominant group, but uh, over the last three practices or so he's kind of changed his tune um, especially following Sunday's scrimmage saying that the offense probably got the upper hand there uh, Grinch was less diplomatic and defensive coordinator Alex Grinch and didn't hold back uh, talking about his side of the ball whatsoever uh, quote I thank God it wasn't a game long story short <laughs> number one it felt like a first scrimmage in terms of tackling uh, from that standpoint, it's good, correctable stuff and stuff to look at on film. But obviously, those moments become a real gross uh, if you picture a game, uh, a game day, and some of those missed opportunities. That's why you scrimmage, though. End quote. Uh, when Brian, Coach Brian Odom, was asked about um, the tackling, he was more succinct. Not good, not good. I think he even said it sucked. Um, and you know, I think a lot of the consternation on the defense side of the ball is because of the players who aren't available uh, due to injury. And, you know, Grinch was, he's concerned about that. And he responded, um, he said, you know, looking back, says the biggest frustration that he's having right now are, are the opportunities that the uh, other guys are getting and they might not be taking advantage of those opportunities. Uh, that happened as you go back when he said he noticed that when he went back and watched the scrimmage. So a memo to uh, guys battling to try to get in the rotation. Coaches aren't happy, at least from the scrimmage perspective, the effort that they saw. 
Uh, real quickly, not everything was sour. Uh, Grinch did point out that uh, Tuli, Tuli Apolotu, um, quote, that guy that continues to stand out. Every day is Tuli. Um, all he does is lead from the front. All he does is play hard. Without question, he's been a real standout, end quote. Uh, and by the way, Tuli is also working at uh, three different positions on the defense right now. Uh, and that includes rush end. So he's working defensive end, rush end, and also inside. Um, so I, I would say he's probably going to spend the majority of his time at defensive end. Uh, but nevertheless, because of the injuries with uh, Foreman and Haight, uh, Romello right now, um, they're kind of exploring Thule over there to see what he can do. So uh, Alex Grinch did close with the following. Other than the live scrimmage, it's kind of our norm, adding that uh, they do scrimmage-like portions every day in practice. You put it in the bank with the other eight practices. Uh, a real quick offensive note that I want to go over before we uh, switch gears. Uh, First-team offensive line, they, when they do their walkthrough, it hasn't changed. It's still Cortland Ford, left tackle, Andrew Voorhees, Brett Nealon, Justin Dietrich, right guard, and Jonah Monheim, right tackle. Take note here, second team, Mason Murphy stepped right into left tackle. Gino Canonias is still at left guard. Andrew Malek, center. Jason Rodriguez has been the constant at right guard this entire fall camp. And at right tackle, Joe Bryson. So the name you probably did not hear me mention was Bobby Haskins, the transfer. Uh, he looks to be okay. He was all suited up, ready to go. But he did look like he was dealing with some sort of issue while the, uh, the offense was going through their walkthrough. So you can bet he'll be uh, out there. I'll bet he'll be out there Saturday which is the last time the media gets to see these guys during fall camp. The, the team will be practicing again Friday. Uh, as far as betting, you can head on over to betonline.net because they are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, uh, in, you know, we're going to get this segment started with the Flex Ultimate College Football Preview. Once again, thank you for making Lockdown USC your first listen every day. Uh, the Ultimate College Football Preview is here. It's a seven-episode preview with your college football experts, local team experts, that's me, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for for the college football season in one spot. Search for your ultimate college football preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Sean Nua, I, I think I said on our last episode, he is the front runner for my favorite new assistant coach. Uh, he is the closest thing to Coach Ed Orgeron um, that USC is going to have. 
and they've had since uh, Coach O was a part of the staff. Um, Coach Newell is just as passionate as Coach O. And when you use the word passionate uh, between those two, that's a broad definition. <laughs> um, they really enjoy what they do, and they will let you know uh, if you're doing a good job and when you're not doing a good job. Uh, but they, uh, they're also very good at their craft. Um, I mentioned earlier that uh, Coach was overseeing the team's work, not extra work, just work after practice. Uh, but he's even more passionate while he's coaching his unit, his position group. Uh, he's also a technician, and he demands perfection. There's this one drill that he has his guys do on the defensive line where he is, you know, where he's teaching them how to uh, stay low, uh, to make sure they have the proper technique and leverage when they um, uh, when they make impact with the offensive lineman or the guy in front of them. So they have this uh, this mobile tent, this rolling tent, and you are not allowed to touch the top of it at the snap of the ball with your helmet. Um, and it's not just your helmet. The guys are, sorry about that if you heard that, they're wearing these like foam pads over their helmet as well. Uh, so you can add like an extra three or four inches above the size. So it makes them get even lower. And part of the technique is not to take big, lurk, you know, lunging steps. It's short, choppy, quick steps uh, to get your hands on the guy. And that'll help you maintain uh, maintain staying low and getting the proper leverage when you explode up, getting through your guy, and then going and racing to tackle the bag. Um, trust me, if you even scrape the top of that tent, He's letting you know about it. And he's constantly coaching during the whole time. So even when he's snapping the ball, he's always talking. He's always watching. Um, it's almost like ballet. It's synchronized to perfection. Fun to watch. Um, and when we... I'm sorry about that delay there. Trying to collect my thoughts. When, when we talked to Coach Nua after practice... Um, I asked them specifically about my hunch and I'll stop referring to that because it's no longer a hunch. It's, it's a fact. Um, I asked him about defensive end, um, Dejon Benton and his role this season. And I'm just going to quote from coach Nua. He was made for this defense, his ability, his natural ability. It fits what we do perfectly. And he's just talking about his quickness, his twitch, his get off. Um, it's the reason why he's running with first team. It's not that he's a better player than Nick Figueroa. It's that he's just faster. So, um, you know, Nick might be a bigger defensive end. But, you know, in this defensive scheme that Alex Grinch likes to employ, it's all about quickness. And Nick isn't slow, but um, Dejan is just faster, bottom line. And that's why he's running first team right now. Uh, Coach Nua also said he appreciates the effort that his guys are putting forward. Uh, but there's one thing that he definitely wants more of, and it's not something that his guy, those guys can actually give him. So I said, you know, what is your one concern? And it's just one word, depth. Depth. 
I need more depth. So um, there you go. Uh, Sean Nua, he's going to get the most out of this group. Um, he's got, you've got Tui, excuse me, you've got Tuli, Tui Polo too. You've got Nick, Nick Figueroa. You've got Dejan Benton. Um, you're, you're starting to see some of the other guys come along as well. Um, but uh, again, this offense is a, it's an aggressive get after the quarterback ball carrier, disrupt, get into the backfield. They got to get this rush in, uh, taking care of the injuries uh, so they can stop uh, moving guys around. Um, today, first team during the hustle drill, just to give you an idea. And, and maybe he's earned the spot. But Julian Simon was running first team rush end. Something to keep, you know, take into consideration. Mental note, make, think, remember. We'll see what it looks like uh, when Rice comes along. Is Corey Foreman healthy enough to play? Is Romello Haight healthy enough to play? Uh, at this point now, 15 days, two weeks away, um, we have to start looking at the roster and the depth chart and who's healthy and available. All right, so we're going to, in this part of the show, we're going to talk uh, a little more scrimmage recap and get some practice uh, scrimmage and practice quotes from the players and coaches. Um, on Kalen Bullock, uh, you know, we, we talked about how he appreciates when the, uh, the coaches do the work with the players. Um, but I asked him about the scrimmage when we spoke to him after practice and he said that, you know, we had some good plays and we had some plays that, you know, we have to make up from the scrimmage. Uh, but overall he said both sides uh, of the ball competed. Everyone did their job and we're looking forward to the next one, the next scrimmage. Uh, he did agree uh, with Lincoln Riley who on Tuesday now reluctantly Kalen agreed, but on Tuesday um, we, you know, coach Riley said that the offense had, uh, probably the more offensive plays of the day. Um, so Kalen said that they had some big explosive plays and they did set the tone, um, but the defense and the defense got off slowly. Uh, but we picked it up at the end. But yeah, they got the best of us in the beginning. So uh, I asked him about the uh, interceptions that uh, were highlighted from the scrimmage. And he gave us a little insight into Eric Gentry and Prophet Brown's two interceptions. Uh, he, they happened on back-to-back -back plays. Uh, first it was Prophet's and then Gentry. And that just got the whole defense jacked and juices, you know, their juices flowing. And that's why I guess Kalen was reluctant to kind of agree with his head coach that the offense had the better of the day because all Kalen remembers was the defense came on at the end and had the better part. So, uh, but that's just, that's what you want. You want that, that, that the competition where the offense thinks they're doing better. The defense thinks they're doing better. Lincoln Riley even said, it's that internal pull. Um, you just want it all, come, you want it to all come together by the time they're ready to kick off uh, against Rice. Uh, Coach Brian Odom. Uh, on Sunday's tackling, uh, he said it was a cause for some, Sunday's scrimmage. He said it was a cause for concern, uh, but he expected to see, you know, some of that sloppiness. It was the first live action, I guess. Not really, but 
in a scrimmage uh, setting, at least in his eyes. Um, but they have been working on tackling all week. Uh, the coaches are looking, you know, what they're looking for, they look for tendencies. And, you know, if they, they see some bad tendencies, they're going to try and break those right away. Um, one of the things that Coach Odom did say is that they, they don't plan to rotate the, those linebackers a lot. Starter Quote, starters are going to be starters. He said those first-team linebacker reps are at a premium. So when you get them, you better take advantage of them. Um, and that'll you'll understand what that means when I get to Alex Grinch's quote. And well, actually, I already talked about that. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, Alex, what, what he he said that you know when those opportunities come up, he he's not sure the guys who are fighting for rotational play took advantage of those opportunities. Um, second year linebacker Rajon Davis, I asked him his thoughts uh, about being coached up by. Brian Odom this year and he said it's been great he's a player's coach he's a super cool dude I love him um, now what you need to know about coach Odom is he is very passionate he's a very hands-on <laughs> coach uh, very physically demonstrative is one way of putting it so um, it was great to hear Rajon talk about his coach in such glowing terms, how he loves playing for him, uh, especially after he, you know, he, he offered this little anecdote where um, during one of those hands-on uh, technique approaches, <laughs> apparently Coach Odom's hand got up between the face mask and, and hit uh, Rajon up in the face, got him up in the lip, and you know Rajon told Coach about it. Coach and Kay and he actually had some words for Rajon too. <laughs> they both had a had a laugh about it. So um Odom has been impressed by how much, you know, when he's talking about uh, Eric Gentry, he was impressed how much he's been able to digest so far through the 12 practice. You know, he's it's a sign of how cerebral he is and how quickly he's picking things up. Um and uh, how competitive he is. How willing he is. He's very physical. Uh, I think he said he plays with a chip on his shoulder. You want that with on with guys who play defense. You, got, you want that from everybody, particularly on guys who play defense, though. Um, I asked uh, Odom for his assessment on tackling from Sunday scrimmage. And again, I think I'm repeating myself, but he said it wasn't good. Um, you know, it, it's a cause for concern, but he noted that because it was the first time going live, uh, guys are, you know, they're just looking for, for for certain things, and they're trying to correct those things. Um, Alex Grinch isn't waiting on Corey Foreman to get healthy to practice. Uh, Romelo Haight also, um, he's dinged up. And because of that, you know, this is why I think they're exploring and trying uh, Thule over there at the Russian position. Uh, Coach Grinch said Thursday after practice, I hope that uh, to see them back soon, football doesn't wait for you. That Saturday is coming. Uh, again, uh, I think Romello was close. He ditched the yellow jersey. Corey wants to get back. 
he's itching. I saw that today. Um, hopefully on Saturday when we're out there, we see the both of them participating uh, because they need it. The, uh, the team needs it. And uh, look, because of the acclimation period that um, Corey's going to need to go through, it's going to be touch and go if he'll be ready to play that opening game. I hope he's ready. Uh, talented, I'm rooting for him. Uh, this isn't a pick on Corey Fawn, but we're now in year two. And he was the number one defensive player coming out of high school. He is a necessity. The team, the staff, they're counting on him. And there are people, there's, there's players that will step up if he's not ready to play. But again, he is going to be a big cog in how well USC's defense plays in 2022. Uh, like I said, so it's a good thing there isn't a game this Saturday. Uh, and one last quote I will offer. Justin Dietrich said, you know, I'm going to say this. He needs to get a calendar because he wasn't even sure what day of the week it was when he came out to practice. He literally said, what day of the week is it today? I told him it's Thursday. You got a game and well, on Thursday, it was 16 days. So um, he literally thought it was a Sunday. Justin, get some sleep. Get some rest, man. I know these guys are putting in some long hours and classes start next Monday. Make sure you take care of your... Uh, Take care of your body. Get some rest, big guy. Don't pull too many trucks during the offseason. All right. Again, before we get out of here, um, thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day. I know when you're done here, you're going to check out the Locked on Pac-12 with Spencer McLaughlin, your host, as well as Locked on Big Ten. Nate Dickinson is your host for that. And then when you're done making Locked on USC your first listen, head on over to wersc.com. Because, again, I'm up here against 30 minutes. There's more of that for you over there. Until then, you know the routine. It's fight on. And I'll see you five times a week starting next week.